process is Black and White, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Devin. We are back. Oh, therapy has been shut down for a, a month or so, I guess it was, where our last show. So, um, you know, this nice is episode 150. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Wow. That's big, man. That's big. Wow. 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 I mean, How you feel like about that? Well, weird because we're losing our cadence. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, did you get worried for a minute? Like, man, is this? Because you know, it won't end. When it, whenever it does, since everything has to come to an ending, sure. it it will just peter out. Like, like, I don't think, I don't, I don't think our ending is going to be like this announcement of an ending. Probably not. I think it'll like peter out. Well, it might be petering out right now. You know what I mean? It could be. It could be for sure. It might be. Um, Realistically, I, I mean, that I had that thought. Did you have that thought? You had 100%. that thought. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, was like, well, I wonder if we if we did the because in truth, right? Like when we started yeah. the show, where we started and where we are, we did the thing. We did the yes. original goal. Yes, very much so. Very much and so. So trying to keep it going is a. I'm. I don't know if it if it needs to keep going. So yeah, it makes sense that it might peter out, and it makes yeah. sense that this might be it petering out. So it is an interesting phenomenon that that's possibly what's happening. For sure, and I think like the thing for for us because I would say the value has been if we talk about accountability, the accountability that actually happened. Forget the business stuff. The accountability that actually happened was our friendship. Mm-hmm. It forced us to communicate. Like if all friends had to work from this, their friendship from this platform, like every friendship would just be better in life. Cause we did something where you, you, we were forced to talk to one another. It doesn't matter the topic. It doesn't matter the goals. It just matters that we got up every Monday morning and we checked in on one another and it 45 minute show was actually like what like two hours of actual conversation yeah Yeah, right and and a lot of the time it would be um a a lot of the stuff that we've discussed has been fully outside of the scope of the show and topics that Mm -hmm. we never would have naturally brought up to each other right we would have kept it sixers phillies some eagles talk and like a little bit of like how, like a little bit of appropriate conversation about how's your, how's your life generally? Like everything good with you and the lady? Yeah, everything, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And uh, there's been a, a, a distinct shift. So it, it is an, I, I do think that people, people should do this. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's like in some capacity. Just as a, just as an experiment, just like go, go do, you know, decide that you're going to pick a, pick a person that you have a friendship with and talk to him every single Monday and do a little podcast and like pick a goal and chase the goal together. 
Yeah. Because where you'll end up and where you started is quite different, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I'd say so. I, the, the biggest thing for me is like, I feel like every, every decision, right? Like the validation or, you know, sometimes the, hey, you know, clearly you missed that there. Like the accountability that we got to have when we just would talk about like decisions that we made in our lives are was really like to me the best part about it. Like I was taking on, you know, this whole new journey in my life where like I was finding myself, finding my way and all of that and being able to bounce certain ideas, certain thoughts off of you. Not necessarily with you making decisions in that realm, but the way to handle people just from a total people side of things like hey you know people like to be treated like this and are you doing are you treating people like this like holding me accountable in that way was helpful like crazy helpful way more than it was when it came to like making a website yeah and also the website got made yeah and also the website got me yeah you know like so it's like the the thing that you thought you were working on maybe wasn't the thing that you were working on but also the thing that you wanted to be working on got done which is sort of a surprising i i would say the surprising thing like the goals got achieved right but the thing that i thought i was doing was that and it turned out what i was actually doing was something else you know what i mean and that, that was that was a cool experience yeah and don't forget the books i like that i i enjoy the the whole like reading the books and what you take away from the book the focus that you get when you're in a certain book and how you kind of put on the shoes of that person the writer of that book and you almost take a little bit of their personality or a little bit of whatever that book is and it's now implemented in your everyday life. And you just, so like the idea of like keeping on just reading books is big because it just, every book you get through, you get like a little piece. I mean, the one millionth of a tenth of a piece of like, you know, knowledge or whatever added to what you already have as an individual. And like meaning those books, that, that part, there's so much information that I gain from reading those books. Like, I mean, countless amounts of Thomas Sowell I was just telling someone the other day you know who is not a well-liked guy in a lot of uh, communities but we talk about the prerequisites and the importance of understanding that and understanding that like your your environment people survive in many types of environments you know without killing one another you know what I mean like many poverty environments without Mm -hmm. killing one another and I just like that, I was able to have a, a bit of a, a debate about like violence with a person, and I was and I, that tool I'm able to use or that knowledge that I've gotten from that, you know, from reading that book and understanding that like shit, they're poor as hell in West Virginia, but their their crime is nowhere near what it is in some of the you know some of the other uh, areas up and down the East Coast, you know. So there's other factors like wealth or like the lack of wealth um poverty is not a direct reflection of like violence and 
you know, people hurting one another. You know not what I mean? Necessarily. Yeah, not necessarily. There's plenty of places who had it and have very little to no violence. You know, well, just the, the, the entire idea of um, one of his things that I think about all the time is that like outcomes are not equal in mm-hmm. nature. Like, I think he, I think he told a story about sunflowers. Like, he's like, if you go and you look at a field of sunflowers, you'll see like a bunch of low ones and then you see a bunch of high ones. <laughs> he's like, because outcomes are not evenly distributed, right? Like even in the same field. And that makes you like think, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Think like yeah. outcomes are not, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily, I think the part that maybe people get frustrated with, with, with stuff like that, right? Is that like, um, it doesn't mean that you have to, just acknowledging that that's the way things are doesn't mean that you have to accept that that's the way things are. That's how you need to have your worldview change. You just need to acknowledge that that's the, like, not everybody is going to be 10 of 10. There's going to be, if there's a 10 of 10, there's going to be a one of 10 and there's going to be a whole lot of five of tens, (laughs) right? Not everybody's going to be the elite, you know, whatever, like not everybody's going to be Joel Embiid and be seven foot one and be able to shoot a three. Like, it's a rare, rare experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they don't come around mm-hmm. a lot. So you have to kind of realize it. Like, oh, well, for every one of those, there's going to be a five foot two. You know? <laughs> like, you can't you can't shoot a basketball at all. So you have to, I don't know. It, it, But it doesn't mean, yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's just important. No. To know. Like, like for every seven, for every seven footer, there's a five footer, you know? Yeah. But there's so, but there's so many there's so many measurables in life. Like, like there's so many measurables. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, you might be seven feet tall with a mad jump shot, but emotionally you might be hella unstable and you might be, you know what I mean? Like ben Simmons, you might be, right? you might be given some different challenges and that, and yeah, that's what it all ben comes Simmons. down to. He's the perfect example yeah. of it, right? Yep. Yeah. You would think yeah. that that's everything a person wants. Yep. But it isn't. There's so many, because there's so many measurables in, in in just life, like period. Like, you know, we just talked about relationships just a minute ago and like the way that some people value relationships and how like I've been around people that have friends coming out the woodworks, you know, quote unquote friends coming out the woodworks, but they're not happy. They don't, they're not happy. They feel lonely. They're not, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, they're maybe given so much in all of those relationships and they're not getting back anything. So those friends come around, stay around, you know, but they're never coming with anything. You know what I mean? And you're like, man, that, you know, that's a terrible existence. I'd rather have my two friends that I know that I'm, you know, we're, it's not equal every day, but at the sum of a year, what I put in and what they put in, it comes out to be the same amount yeah, and that the that's the relationship that you want you know so it, it, it life has so many measurables man and, that, and i would say reading the books has absolutely shined the light for me on the fact that there's so many things there's so many elements there's so many things in life that like when when we're created there's that like they said what are they like a billion 
you know, cells or any, whatever. I'm going into science and stuff that I don't sure. know. But uh, <laughs> whatever makes us up, I was, uh, whatever makes us up, there's, a, there's billions of those things. Yeah. And it's like at the end of the day, you know, there's so many ways and so many parts of this life. And you can have it all in this area and have very little in the other. And neither area in terms of living a fulfilled life. And, and living out your purpose and being happy, neither area has more value than the other. There's no linebacker slash running back slash center role when it comes to like life, right? Like, like there's no like part of life where you're like, oh yeah, you know, that's the running back. That's a dying breed now. No, no one needs any of those. Like, no, you need it. You need all of what life has. And you, and you, you know, like you need some in all areas you can't be like a seven foot asshole and think you're gonna live this happy life i think another thing that's kind of interesting about it is that like go to go to the like the invisible man right and for every choice you're not making right if you're like deluding yourself and not making choices you're just gonna end up places yeah right you're just gonna like you're just gonna end up places and like that was one of the struggles within that i mean there were a bunch of them right there was a lot that happened in that book but one of them is that that guy didn't make any choices he just he just kept giving taking what life would show him and he would just do that you know and then he looked around one day and he was living in a hole and you yeah. go like <laughs> you go like well you know you didn't you didn't make it you didn't drive in the bus at all you look around and like <coughs> certainly, certainly there have been parts of my life where I didn't make any choices, right? I know there are parts of your life where you, where it's just like, all right, well, I just got to get up and go to work now. Like that, that's the next. But you might end up in a hole if you do that. If you don't, if you don't take responsibility and kind of make some choices, uh, life will take you where it takes you, which might be great. There might be some high highs. You know, you you might be. Uh, you know, an established speaker at a thing and doing great, but also there might be some low lows if you, if you don't take some responsibility and drive the bus a little bit, you know? Yeah, so true. Well said, so true. And I think that that is the, some of the book. I, I spend days around a lot of people who are like, it's not working out for me. You know, I don't know where I'm going. This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And this, this, this. And, you know, and it's almost like they want to like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like it's all or nothing. Like it, like it has to be like either I'm doing my thing a hundred percent, or nothing's working. And the thing about what we've worked on in this show, and what a lot of the books have, you know, consistently like validated our, you know, like direction and what we're doing is that you can do, you know, your thing that pays the bills. Where unfortunately you don't make a ton of decisions. You know, you're kind of, you know, you're working a job and you're paying the bills and you're climbing that ladder and you're doing, playing within the lines of that, you know, career. Sure. But then on the other side, you can build whatever it is that you want to build, you know, and yeah, most likely nine times out of 10 or probably 10 times out of 10, it's going to need to be on a small scale that you that you work on and build up over time but you can still go be whatever it is that you want to be 
whatever that thing is that you want to start, whatever business or whatever, whether you want to go back to school and work your, you know, your career. And then at night, I'm going to go back and be a doctor, lawyer, whatever. It's never too late. Software engineer. Exactly. It's never too late to, for you to be working on that other purpose that you feel like you have in life. And you should always be working on it. Even when you have your purpose, even when you think like, oh, I'm doing my purpose. Like if for some, you know, if I'm lucky enough that in 10 years, what I was working on as my purpose now moves into the driver's seat as the thing that provides for my family, I'm going to start another purpose, like on the side of that. Like, sure. like it's not going to be like, ah, I'm done. I got my community market. I got my, you know, growing business here, business there. So I'm done. No, I'm going to be working on that next purpose sure. on the, alongside with whatever I'm doing. I'm always working on another purpose. You know what I mean? And that, that's something that will, will stay consistent for me um, going forward. Yeah, the uh, there's this quote. <clears throat> I don't know who said it, and I don't remember where I learned it exactly. But the guy says, uh, "You know, books are the best way to talk to dead people." And you go like, "Hmm, that's kind of cool. like those those yeah. people aren't they're you know in, in some in some cases the books are fictional, right? They're people that didn't exist. In other cases, they're you know they're people that have that have since." since died or whatever, but you can get in the mind of somebody else and pick up different ideas, pick up different ways to think about problems. You know, um, what would this person do? Well, you just spent, you know, however many hours in their head with them in your ears, reading their reading, whatever it is, whatever version of it it is. So yeah, you can, you can all of a sudden start imagining what this person would do given this situation. And what does that mean for you? You know? Yeah. Agreed. So uh, quick, quick check in on uh, business and life and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I'd start. So as you all know, you know, wifey purchased her first uh, food trailer. Um, and so far, you know, summer's been crazy, been hectic. So she's just basically doing the work. She's, she's trying to get everything, get it all up to par. She's got some things in place, people who are going to be helping her in terms of the you know, any repairs, getting it, getting it, getting it to look the way that she wants it to look, all of that. We got everybody on deck. You know, everyone knows where their part is going to be played. Um, but before going that route, she's working on, you know, just trying to get everything legit, get the correct papers, um, and get a get a good game plan down on how she wants to attack. So it's a lot. Um, I'm sure it's a lot of pressure on her. But, you know, I'm confident in her abilities and I'm going to be there and be supportive and jump in wherever I need to jump in at. As far as 2400 goes, we're in a a really good spot. Um, I think the number one thing we've learned this summer is we're in demand everywhere we go. Um, And now it's 2024, the year 2024 is around the corner. And I think we've set our sights on taking the next step of commitment in the year 2024. And and one question we get asked every event by like at least half the people there, if not all of the people at some point, is 
where are you guys located so I can have this food, you know, on the regular? Like, where can I get this anytime? And so I think at our last event, we got asked that so much that we kept talking about, like, what's the cheapest way for us to, like, just hurry up and establish something Set where people can come. kitchen somewhere or something. something. So, that, so that you can say, like, on oh, on Thursdays and Fridays, we're – we run a ghost kitchen out of Marlton. And so if you're in the Marlton area, you can get delivery or whatever. Exactly. So we're, we're, we're figuring out. Yep. We're figuring out that. And that's kind of like our main priority here right now. And also figuring out how, how it can look knowing that we're all three of us are committed to these other careers and that means that that's where the challenge lies the most so we got to figure out that that part of it we got to figure out and whatever we do it'll be like a friday saturday sunday thing a few hours a day it won't be you know anything like too um you know too too accessible well i mean that's what we just we literally just spent you know the first 10 minutes of the show or whatever talking about like you might think it's this <laughs> and that's okay. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, in fact, what 2400 might be in 2024 is you guys deciding actually what we should do is roll back the spices and a cooking channel because that's where we can, that's where we can invest our time right now. So we're just a YouTube show and spices and we don't actually do any more events, right? Like it might be that we yeah. not, could Who be. knows? But Who the, knows? it's all—it's all about having that flexibility to be able to like kind of identify what you want to do and where you want to end up. Yeah, so that—that's that, where we're at, and you know, ultimately, still haven't spun a dime, really, too much on anything. Uh, made a little bit of money, quite quite honestly, made a made a significant amount of money throughout the summer. Um, doing Showing it over there, um, sitting in a separate account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically just sitting. Um, and you know, it really proved to us though, that we got something for real and just a matter of getting it out there. I think we could get a lot around a block if we, if we did this thing right. And I mean like a lot around the block, like on a consistent basis, I've seen the, you know, I've, uh, I've visited the places around in this area that have that type of success. And they got it for whatever reason they got it. But as I look at and try their places, I'm always like, we can do so much better than this. Now, that's easy said and done because I'm not in the midst of, I'm not actually doing it. But there's, there's one particular place we I just tried that's like the talk of um, this city. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not, I'm not understanding it, you know? So did you, uh, by the way, I sent you an article about that restaurant in Ridley Park. Yeah. 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 Have, have you gotten over there yet? Or did you? No, nah, I, I was just actually, it's up on my screen right now. I was reading it earlier today, but no, nah, I haven't, I haven't gotten over there yet. I don't really know where it is. I gotta, I gotta look it up. One thing we don't do well in this city is soul food. Like at all. It's, um, it's, it's really just a miss. So I'm I'm excited to check them out and to see, like you know, if if we can get this one right. 
Yeah, so. apparently getting a reservation is going to be like, you know, three months or whatever. But Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I got to tell you, I haven't heard of him. I haven't heard, like, really any rumblings yeah, about it. You know, he, so. he worked for, for George, right? So, you know, that that's going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be a high end experience for sure, right? With, yeah, with his, yeah. With his background and, and all the all the places he worked, so uh, certainly it'll be yeah. it'll be a high end experience. But might be might be a while before you get to, to actually sit down and eat there. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard heard of it, but yeah, I, I'm definitely interested in checking them out, though. You know, yeah. definitely interested in checking them out, and yeah. I know he was a. Uh, South Philly His answers guys, to all the so. questions are really, really good. So. Yeah, and he's a uh, yeah. I never really heard of him. He's South Philly guy, so I want. I'm pretty sure uh, Rodney's heard of him. Oh, but there sure. are um, there there are a good a good bit of them um, out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's, there's enough places to eat in. I mean, you know, you live in a food town, so there's great places to eat, but you know, you gotta, you gotta find them, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. But I guess you give him the, the clan tavern. Yeah, man. It's the name of a spot. I mean, we could, you know, let's say it on the air just in case. I don't know. Maybe yeah. one of our like dozen listeners might want to, might want to go, but <laughs> yeah, it's the clan tavern. No, I'm gonna definitely check them out. Um, I did go to, uh, one of the guys, oh, why am I blinking on that? Oh, honey, honey grow, I believe it's in it. Not honey grow, honeysuckle was another one that's that's out in West Philly. Okay. That 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 guy and his wife, a guy and his wife started it, and they they're uh, kind of got a similar story, and they had a feature on um, Netflix on a Netflix series where he oh, was okay. featured, and it was it was a pretty good experience, and they 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 do a good job too. So you know when you find it, you find it, but some of the places are just like you know somebody's. I don't know. I that can that make good food good. for the family and yeah. really just they're in a rush. Kind of like we talked about earlier, where some of those businesses just looking for a quick money grab and they don't really have a story behind them. They don't really have values necessarily behind them that they, you know, that they're standing by. They just like, you know, how many customers? How much do we make? You know, he doesn't seem this way. Turnover? Exactly. He seems like he's he's offering an experience. Um, for a customer that that they've never had before, and that I like that. But I'm yeah, a deaf. I'm gonna actually try and get it's in. Tough, but dude, it's a tough business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, he's doing like, something that's oh, really yeah. tough. Like the restaurant industry. Yep. That's really tough. Those and don't make it past Even when you're great, you don't stick and stay. You exactly. Know what I mean? Like the number of ultra high-end restaurants in philly that have <coughs> they turn over. over yeah mm-hmm. so you know they're ultra high-end for four years yeah and then they're they're gone you know it's highly unlikely that i would ever go down that road that's sure. that that's just not something there's a, that there's a lot to, there's a lot about cooking you have to learn to, to, yeah. to execute at that ultra high level exactly that's, that's a yeah that's, a that's not even my my cooking style like like yeah like like yeah i mean you know it's not even my style but uh yeah i'm gonna check them out i'm gonna definitely check them out hey i definitely gotta ask you about uh so i know you don't live in boulder but boulder is the what the closest city to you right 
in like major city? I live kind of in between Boulder and Fort Collins and yeah. Denver. So, yeah. How how have you experienced any of the uh, craziness with the prime excitement? Like like are there like new boat uh, um, Colorado Buff signs popping up everywhere now? Like. Are you seeing the black and gold all over the place now? So where I live, I live right outside of Colorado State University. So the, the ah. CSU instead of CU. Wait, um, so you, they just, so that was a big game last week. It was a, it was a big game last week, yeah. And, huh. but I did, we were, when we're out hiking now, you know, like we were, we were hiking on Sunday, I think. And uh, we walked by some girl, she was wearing a shirt, said prime on it. You know what I mean? And like you, and you just see it just like, so, you know, it's there and people are excited. Um, you know, Dion, I was, we were talking about this the other day. Dion is like maybe the third greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Um, Yeah. You know, uh, number one is Bo Jackson for sure. I've never seen anybody that was as, truly like gifted athletically as Bo Bo Jackson. Two's gotta be Otani at this point. Like you know, to, yeah, to be the best pitcher know. and hitter on your team and he can run. I mean he just can do everything, you know? Um and then I would probably say Dion. Like and it's very interesting that not only is Dion those things, but he's also apparently a really great coach. Like I mean, you know, all these guys know the game inside and out, but knowing the game inside and out and then being able to coach it are very, very different skill sets. Um, and uh, it, it's really impressive that he is as, like, brilliant as a football coach as he was as a football talent and a baseball talent. I mean, he's better. He was, he, he was a good baseball player, never a great baseball player. Um, but, man. That's it. That's in, that's incredible to be to be that great, you know. Yeah. Well, I think you hit it on the head. He's he's what I like the most, right? And when I see Dion, I'm always like, I feel like my whole life I've channeled my inner Dion, right? Favorite player, everything like that. That was that was me coming up my whole life. Love Dion. Obsessed with Dion. Um, played quarterback because of Dion. That was why I love play. I love defense because of Dion. Sure. But the one thing about Dion and being a big fan of his is Dion, man, he's a confident motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Supremely. And if I learn anything from Dion, is that supreme confidence is one of the most important attributes ever. Ever. Because he some people like he keeps using the term, right? Like we look at his confidence, right? And what does he say at every press conference? Everything, believers. Are you a believer? Right? We don't buy in; we believe. You know, they hear them all nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. Believers, believers, and that's honestly like that. <laughs> that's that's us. That's the process. Yeah, he's not saying. You know, we need to be here today. He's just saying, listen, all we got to do by the end of the year, 
have every person in this building be a believer, every person in this city be a believer, and then that's the moment where we're going to play at our best, and we're going to give the best version of this team. And I believe once we get to our best, there ain't many teams out there that can beat us. But it's all the only way we get there is every day we do the work and we add more and more and more believers to what we're doing. And that's the same thing. He's in his process. He does it the same way everywhere he goes. He's been doing this shit since fucking San Francisco. He did it with the Cowboys. He did it with the Ravens. That's Dion's model, man. It's like, I know where you are now. Don't worry about that. Do you believe? Do you believe that you can get here? If you believe, then all right, let's get to work. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing is like, uh, obviously, Dion is like, his confidence at an unrivaled level. Right? Yeah. Like, yes. He's, yes. Yes. You know, I mean, like he, he's a he's a rarity. Like the the people that that have that kind of confidence are are a rare breed, but watch an interview of him talking about hitting like just just googled on youtube Dion sanders talks about hitting and he will immediately like the confidence that he has will immediately come down to the level that he is actually at right which is super interesting so he'll be he talks about how hard it is to hit and how challenging and like everything that makes it complicated right because he understands it as well right so if you ask Dion, like, you know, are you Ted Williams? And of course not. You know what I mean? So he's this incredible belief also grounded in reality. Like, Oh yeah. Agreed. It's, he was the most, uh, outrageous cocky cornerback, but he also had that uh, like elite speed and quickness and all these other things that allowed him to be that way. But when you put him into a different environment, he was as eager to get great at it, but aware of the reality of like, hey, I'm very good at this, but that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that is, uh, uh, it's not only belief, but it's also self-awareness, right? Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, how many times have you seen those two things and they don't go together, right? You see somebody who has like a lot of confidence, but you know, it's just, they're just putting it on. Just, well, that's just, that's why he's that, that's why he calls it belief. It's different. It's yeah, you got to actually you in order to believe something, you have to understand it. You have to be able to yep. work at it. You have to have yep. a path to get better at it. Like yep. all those things need to be true. You got you got to really know how easy but complicated it is to be good at it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like like well, I, I guess the other way, how hard but not as complicated as it can be to get good at something, right? Like a lot of things, it's just work. Like, hey, hitting, there's a very, it's been done the same way, but it takes work, it takes a certain mentality. It takes, you know, it takes this, and he gets that recipe. Dion, I'm telling you, man, this guy understands people. He really does understand people. And that's what he knows. Like X's and O's, I tell people all the time, in sports, all these coaches got the same plays, man. They are it's like the margin is like this small between coaches in terms of X's and O's. Yeah, There's not many people again, who are like every now and again somebody bursts onto the scene with something a little bit new. Yeah. Uh, but and for a little while that they have an edge. 
exactly. Yeah. And then immediately it gets studied, and people start you know, countering it. They counter it, and they or they take it and they make it their own, and they do. You know what I mean? Like West Coast offense had about what two years of dominance where no one could understand it, and, and then, then people would run it, but it didn't. It didn't have the same feel to it, it. Didn't, yeah. yeah it but also people studied both sides of it, and yeah. you know. But that's that's it. Like after a while, it's kind of just like all right, everybody knows, everybody understands it, and it's not anything special anymore. So the thing that actually separates coaches is their ability and understanding of people, their ability to motivate people and their understanding of people. And that's Dion. Dion is the type of guy that's like, he's so grounded in understanding like where his son, like his son, he knows his, his son's not fast. His son's not super athletic at like a work, like godly level. Right. His son is a six, two, six, three pocket, passer so who does he bring around his son not lamar jackson jalen hurts no he goes and gets tom brady he uses his connection he said no this is the guy you need to talk to because you need to be 75 percent completion percentage you need to be accurate as all hell so i'm going to take you to one of the most accurate guys who didn't have all the arm strength, talent, different things, and all these other guys. And I'm gonna put he was you in like a room. Six, six, though. Like he, he had, well, he did have height. No, he had height. But he, but like arm strength, all it. Like he was a six round pick for a reason. But he got good because he understood the game from from this side and the, how to throw the ball in a precise way. You know, because he didn't have the power and the strength. Like Tom Brady's, like 50 yards is like what Tom Brady got in his arm. You know, even at its height. He wasn't like a big arm guy. No, he was. He never had the the like the arm of a guy like even McNabb or whatever. No, no, not nowhere McNabb could shoot it. You know, yeah, had a rocket. Peyton had a freaking rocket, and but he puts his son in the room. Like he understands. Like and he's not afraid to to have that conversation with his son. Like, hey, you want to be great? You got this. Is (laughs) this is what you got to do? You're not here. You're not here. You're this guy here, and if you want to be great. You stay in this guy here realm and you master this because these are the tools that are going to get you to where you want to go. And yeah, that's you, have, you have a lot more Kirk Cousins in you than you yes. do. Yes, yes. Um. <laughs> yes, no, for sure. No, absolutely. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what you got in you. You're not, you're not Joe Burrow. You got Kirk Cousins in you. you you're going to you know, have talent okay, around right? you. <laughs> Kirk Cousins you know I mean? is doing real yeah. well. <laughs> now, you know, what could separate you and Kirk Cousins is you, I'm going to build you to have the mental fortitude of Tom Brady, which is that's the difference between Kirk Cousins and Tom Brady is this mental fortitude that they have. Sure. Tom Brady wants to kill you. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins want to just stay alive. And that's the difference between the two of those guys. I'm going to teach you to want to kill the next man, just like Tom, you know, and that's what's going to separate you. Because Tom Brady wants you dead. Like if you my opponent, you gotta die. That's Tom Brady. He's a broken. He's a broken dude. He's he's broken in a way that like a Michael Jordan is broken. Yes. Like those rare people where you're just like, yeah. Oh, you'll sacrifice everything. Yeah. Whereas Kirk Cousins is like, "Eh, I'm making good money. I got a lovely family at home. If I lose this game, that's all right. Which is I'm gonna try my hardest. Hardest. Yeah. Which is a healthy way. Of yeah. thinking about, <laughs> right. like, that's a healthy way. Tom Brady and Mike is like, 
if I lose this game, my life I'll is sacrifice over. Sacrifice my family. Uh, yes, <laughs> like I'm gonna die if I if I lose this game. Like this, like this will be the end of my life yeah. if I lose this game. And totally unhealthy way to look at it, you know. But that's why they wear six and seven rings, you know, because <laughs> they looked at life as life and death was on the court. Uh, absolutely, like I I will die. If this, if I don't win this game, you know, so that's what he's doing. He's just, listen. You need to go to the the death camp with Tom Brady and learn that you will die if you don't win the, this next game. Now, nah, but it, you know it's pretty dope. You know what's interesting? It's in, I, I so I didn't know that that Dion brought his kid to meet Brady. Um, but I know that one of the hallmarks of like one of the best ways to become a professional athlete. Uh, is to have a parent that's a professional athlete. Yeah, for and sure. So I wonder, like, the amount of exposure that Dion is able to give. Right, like, let's say his kid, you know, on, on the scorecard is, you know, a bunch of eights, right? Like, he's at an eight mm-hmm, in size, mm-hmm. he's an eight in arm strength, eight in speed. Like, you know, he's good, but not elite. And I wonder, like, how much exposure to those people and those kinds of minds and that sorts of coaching moves you from wherever you are, you know, six to an eight or an eight to a 10 or like whatever. Cause man, that's a, that's a lot of access. Dion, Dion can get anyone to pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's what happened. Yeah. That's what happens for all his players, even yeah. recruiting. Like he didn't even start recruiting yet. Next year, Dion won the number one recruiting class probably for the next five years. Like, the college football is worried. They're afraid, man. I mean, he's bringing Lil Wayne out to introduce his team. Yeah. And look, like, like Lil Wayne is walking out with the team rapping. Yeah. Like, well, who doesn't I mean, want to Who doesn't want to walk out with Lil Wayne? <laughs> like, these are, these are 18-year-old kids. Of course they want to walk out with Lil Wayne. Yeah, and that's like, fun, but I really wonder, like, man, what about the, uh, what about the ability to know that, like, oh, the guy who's going to teach you how to, you know, play, uh, what whatever position, right? Like, oh, I'll just call, you know, I'll just call up Emmett Smith. Yeah, have Emmett Smith, come do a running yeah. camp for for a long. Yes, week. like not to mention, yes. He's going to also teach you how to make money. He's literally one of his sales is he believes college player players should get paid what they deserve. So he teaches them all of his kids how to make money through their uh, 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 NDA, NDA or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, like the, the licensing agreement where they get their Yeah, money. yeah. Like, so they all come in and they get schooled on how to get paid right now. And they're learning from the master of how to get paid like yeah. no one gets he, paid like Dion. he no, no he, one. Was, he was one of, he was one of the best at monetizing no one markets know, themselves better than Dion. so now you're yeah, coming in rare, and you're, it's a rare set yes you're learning from the marketing genius of sports he's better than any agent you could possibly find when it comes to marketing themselves he literally prime is on the front of colorado buffs like sweaters, it don't even say Colorado no more. It just says Prime. Yeah. 
No, you've no, never seen nothing like that before. It's going to be interesting to watch, and, and I su- I support him. You know, like I, I love say, to see say. these people who are like, you know, ultra geniuses at their thing. Yeah, you know, get yeah, to me too. Express their level of, you know, genius or greatness. I mean, we get to see it. See it in action. action. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. like seeing it in action. Yeah. But that shit's funny. Like they got prime on on a front of like. No, and I, I, dude, I, I could not. We, I, we're hiking through the woods on Sunday, and this girl comes up and she's wearing a shirt that says Prime right across, and I'm like, and I didn't know what it like for it. I had to think it through to understand. I was like, Prime, what is that? Some sort of brand? And then I was like, Oh yeah, 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 Dion. <laughs> Crazy. I love it, man. Yeah. And I love that he picked that school. Like a school, he knew what he was doing. The colors are incredible. The uniforms and the marketing and the apparel is going to be through the roof. It already is, actually. And there's no competition. It's, it's the best, and there's no competition. It's the best colorway that you like. They they arguably have some of the best jerseys in all of college football. They arguably have the best color combination in the, in all of college football. Like it's right there when you name it. He knows that he didn't care about being 0 and 10 he's like listen give me a year this thing gonna be turned around and then i'm gonna take all of that what i've turned around and we're gonna market it and he has a percentage you know this dude's deal has a percentage of apparel sales and shit like that in it oh, really he gets, he, he gets yes to... that's why he's a you don't think prime owns the uh what the hell do they call that shit the um the word prime you don't think he owns the um Oh, oh, sure, you know the, yeah, a trademark for Prime. Yeah, or, you think or it's for the, for the, the big bucket for hat or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dudes been calling himself Prime since nineteen like ninety two. Yeah, of course he owns Prime's trademark. Yeah, so you know he he's he's in it, man. He gets it. No, he's, he's like dude, he's, he's extremely he's savvy. Genius, and, he's a but it, it never it didn't really occur to me, but like, you know, so I live. I mean, I live out here, right? And like, yeah. You know, there isn't a college football team here. There just isn't one, right? Like they're Nebraska. You see a ton of Nebraska stuff for the for the Cornhuskers, but there isn't some Colorado college football team. You just don't see it. It doesn't exist. There's the Broncos, and that's kind of it. And no more. It's a, and there's a, it's a big growing area, right? A lot of people here. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. You're right. I didn't think about that part of it as strategic, but it it's doesn't surprise me that he business did. No, dude, he's great. He's, uh, uh, he's one of those people that you get to see be excellent, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. It's a rarity. Yeah. All right, man. Touch base with you, uh, hopefully next, next week. week. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll see. We keep, it, keep it moving. Yeah, we're fight, fighting the Peter. Fighting there the Peter. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Later. Oh.